Hi everyone, welcome to the 76th episode of In The Between. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today we're going to be talking about a conference I was a small part of. It's titled Unraveling Threats, Tracing and Transforming Violence and Trauma Through Fashion. And it was held at the Research Forum at Kotal Institute of Art. So I wanted to start by thinking about, you know, the word violence and about trauma, and how usually when we think about fashion, we don't think about these words, because, you know, fashion seems to be about beauty, about novelty, um, so it's kind of, like, it, it makes you pause to think, like, oh, how does violence and trauma figure in fashion? So the conference was organized by Lucy Moyes, and, um, it started with a keynote paper about shadows, skeletons, inspectors, deafliness within interwar fashion. So that's where she started the whole conference. It was a two-day conference online. And what I found really interesting about the program was that there was such a wide range of ways to enter into this discussion about violence and trauma and how they figure in fashion or how are they addressed in fashion or how they are overcome in fashion as well. So, I wanted to talk in particular about um, this discussion I was um, chairing. It was called, let me just find the name. Okay, so it was with Omar Osim and Maya Antun. It was an industry presentation. And they were talking about like working in fashion and presenting their collections in a way that really helped to unpack memories about Sudan, where they grew up. Mm. Um, and you know the images that they showed were so beautiful so they had these beautiful garments they made and then they draped them in these houses where like you know the air is a little bit like dusty and then like an outfit might be laid on a chair um, so it's kind of like there is an absence of bodies but then there is so much that is said you know in this absence and then you kind of feel this quietness in the room um, and then you start thinking about, you know, who would be wearing this, who could have worn this, and then how do kind of bodies inhabit not only clothes, but also spaces. So I always find it very interesting that fashion, when we think about how fashion is on the body, actually fashion has so much to do with space as well, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a conversation that always comes up in fashion curation that because there is no real life body animating the clothes, the mannequins often feel like ghosts or spectres. Mm-hmm. And, um, and violence, violence is such an interesting topic to, to, to look at because it seems so opposite of, as you said, what fashion tries to do. Um, was there any reference at all to um, the 90s and, you know, I mean, Rebecca Arnold wrote a whole book about fashion design and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, that must have been, I, I must confess, I didn't attend every single panel <laughs> in the conference. Um, I was also moving home that weekend. But um, if you look at the really comprehensive program, I think you can probably see, like, for instance, you know, in um, this presentation by Carolyn um, Eleanor has she talked about, you know, reckoning with Highland Raid, right? Alexander McQueen's ah, right. show. So that I think really encapsulates the idea of like violence mm. and trauma in fashion in the 1990s. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was such a controversial 
uh, collection, right? Yeah, I mean, even just the title made a lot of people very um, uncomfortable. And yeah, which is what a lot of McQueen's practice also dealt with discomfort and confrontation. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, like talking about it many years later, um, like more than 20 years later about like what its significance, significance is, um, knowing now what we know and, you know, after all this like more open discussion about, um, I think, you know, even things like mental health or like, you know, what is the place of um, women and men in society and how they should behave with each other and things like that. I think it was so interesting to hear like a fresh perspective on um, the collection and its reception and what it means. And then I thought what was really interesting as well was that there were some more personal reflections mm -hmm. on violence and trauma. Uh, so for example, there was... Um, let me see. Okay, I attended this talk by Dr. Otto von Busch. Uh, I might be massacring the name, I'm sorry if I am. But essentially, you know, he was saying that in his everyday form, fashion can be seen as a conflict, right? Because it's like, because of that factor of novelty, it really thrives in that friction or that tension between like, you know, what you have, what you do not have, whether you are like on trend or out of trend, yeah. um, whether people follow you or don't follow you, whether you're leading or following. So, you know, it's, it's such a platform um, to kind of like maneuver, right? With all this sort of acceptance and uh, rejection. So it was really interesting to hear him say that because it made me think about fashion in a different way. Yeah. You know, it's not just about designers and what's beautiful and like, oh no, you know, like sustainability and, and things like that, which is what has been, I think, dominating the conversation for quite a while now. But he was like really looking at it from a macro perspective and thinking about how like it is a way that we maybe even regulate ourselves as a society and it's a, it's a tool for us to um, not only connect with each other, but also compete with each other. It was really interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. especially because in... You know, the, the way fashion has changed is this promise of democracy or like, you know, mm -hmm. upward mobility. Whereas in the past, you wore what your station was and you didn't try mm -hmm. to pretend to be someone else. And, and then this ambiguity of, is this person rich? Are they poor? Are they this or are they that? Causes, uh, I mean, it, it creates so many mixed messages Um in contemporary in the con in contemporary world and also yeah. with people from different backgrounds and uh, yeah how are you presenting yourself and um how do you fit within this very changing um, environment around you yeah and i mean you know that's that's so true and i think also um in with regard to like this personal angle where we fashion i'll just talk about two more one is um Dr. Manrod Wong Kyu, he, he talked about how like fashion has saved him or like has been a form of therapy wow. um, to kind of overcome like, you know, sexual and emotional abuse at home. It's a way that he's been able to kind of express himself and to like heal from the trauma that his body has endured, that his mind has endured. And I thought that was such an intimate portrayal of, you know, like for, for all the naysayings that we have about fashion and how it's like, fleeting or it's like superficial actually you know it can be such a powerful tool mm. um, so that was really interesting and then what I found very um, fascinating for I guess 
my own approach to research was about like microhistory. So Dr. Eric Darnell Pritchard, he talked about like oh, he was in it. Yeah, he was in it. Oh yeah. my gosh. I... This was the last session. And you can watch it on YouTube later. Oh, yeah, that's just, amazing. I'm love... just about to release it. Yeah, he did a gorgeous presentation. Um titled Grandma's Love on Black Sartoral Resilience. And it was really fascinating because he looked at the life and practices of three Black women, Benny Francis Davis, Gladys Bush, and Ethel Bernard Rainey, and their grandsons, who are respectively Andre Leontelli, and the oh. fashion designers, Willie Smith and Patrick Kelly. And he showed how, you know, they had such, um, they played such an instrumental role in their son's careers, their son's lives, you know, that they also kind of like created this, um, or I guess employed technologies in fashion to create a life for themselves and um, a way of living that they passed on to, you know, to their grand grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So that was really fascinating. Yeah. It's Watch amazing. it when it comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes a lot of sense because in a lot of um, interviews, it's always like, oh, my mother or my grandmother was a seamstress mm-hmm. or not so you know helped us to get dressed and it's so interesting to see that um truck line um flowing through and especially um tr- uh, in dr uh eric's work is so yeah. it's he, he, i just love everything that he posts about um black fashioning and empower, like how it, it, empowering it is and and the beauty and joy in it yeah, and I think this is sort of like, you know, um, kind of reversing, you know, the violent act of like denying their stories, right? That's true, right? that's yeah, true. Yeah, so he's like taking it back for them yeah. um, and like allowing us to understand like the fuller picture, which is, I think, so gratifying, you know, like not only for, yeah, like for the audience, but, I, you know, definitely for the designers as well, right? To like really see that all of it contributes it's not just like, you know, this idea of how fashion is a global system or like you're kind of like trying to get into it, get accepted. It's also about like the roots of it. Like mm-hmm. how did it get created? How did it grow? Um, yeah, so it was really nice. And wow. I think, yeah. So, I mean, there was a plenary session at the end, which um, I also chaired and I was trying together with Lucy Moyes as well as um, Elizabeth Cutesco and um, Leah Goji-Levy. So the four of us were talking about like the themes that had emerged from the conference. Uh-huh. Nice. And, you know, we were thinking about like, you know, how, how violence and trauma plays out in fashion and, you know, like about the multiple facets that um, it addresses it, it heals, you know, these traumas. Um, but I think one of the most interesting things that came out from the talk, which we didn't, we all didn't expect was that we thought about how time can also be violent. Mm-hmm. In the sense oh, that, you yeah. know, like, like time marches mm-hmm. on, like time yeah. is for no one and yeah. like, you know, um, time can erase. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah so, I, yeah. so we felt like, wow. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so beautiful and, um, and emotional and, and, and how it really relates to our human psyches. It's yeah. What an amazing topic. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought like, yeah, you know, at the end of it all, like thinking about how Lucy um, created this conference based on her own research, I thought like it's so rich to think about it. It's such a rich lens to think about fashion through violence and trauma. Sometimes 
you, oftentimes together, but also could be separate, right? Um, but I feel like with trauma, there's always this idea also of like violence creating that trauma. So anyway, I, I thought like it was a really interesting way to think about fashion. Um, and I'm going to try to incorporate it like as I move yeah. forward. I, I do think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a way that we're going to move forward because from the students' dissertations as well, you know, there has been some... Um, new like interest in more personal and like therapeutic stories and fashion psychology kind of uh, interactions with fashion so feels like yeah it feels fresh and new but also healing and and yeah. beautiful yeah and it's also sort of like it's like hiding in plain sight like yeah like, 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 like of course everything is, yeah. yeah like of course amazing <laughs> Yeah, so um, watch the, the conference when it, it goes live on YouTube. And um, for now, thank you so much for listening, for watching. Um, please follow us on at Fashion and Market. And until next time, bye. Bye.